Hello, and now we're live. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. This is uh, episode six of the BG4G Hub podcast. I'm your host, Elite Gaming Guru, and today I've got on the show... Oh, wait a minute. Let me mute myself. There we go. And I've got um, my with me today as my guest, I've got the fantastic, fabulous, outstanding Mr. Boomstick XL. Hello, my man. Well, listen, thanks so much for having me. This is, uh, we've been talking about getting together for quite some time. I've always, yeah. intru- you know, I've always been you know, a fan of you. You've been on my show several times. So it's yeah. the least I can do. Thank you very much. To sir. be on yours. And I'm really excited about the format and what we're going to be talking about. So let's get going. Right, excellent. And I'll have to introduce my other guest. Is none other than the new upcoming fantastic YouTuber. I'm really loving his content. So please drop him a sub and a like. Centurion. Oh, what's up, gentlemen? It's actually my first time being able to meet you directly, Guru. I've always yeah. chatted with you in the DMs, and it's actually my second show with Boomstick, but it's actually more on a personal level because it's just the three of us today, so I'm excited. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put it have another, but I'd actually like to keep it quick, uh, short. The show's only going to be an hour long. The show's only going to be about an hour long, everyone, so... Um... I want to keep it nice, short, and sweet, as my wife says, just like me. So uh, basically, the show's going to run like this. We're going to—I'm going to just talk to you guys. I'm going to talk to you guys, and because um, you know we're all gamers here, and the website is overall just about gaming. And so I just want to take just hear about you and your channel. So, boom, you run a fantastic channel, as you said. You've given me loads of opportunity. You give uh, lots of opportunity to the mm. new upcoming gamers you are a fantastic fella you are I, I just can't praise you enough you're an incredible kind honest man and um i've got all day for you my man so but you know tell us about yourself your channel uh, i want to just hear everything what you're into right now what you're playing what you're doing what you've got coming up on your channel or you just sell yourself mate <laughs> well first of all i want to thank you so much for the outstanding compliment uh that is very kind of you to say um you know when i when i created double barrel gaming um i really did this and i said this in the pregame i i created this from the base basically from the seat of my pants with no technical experience uh and no know-how regarding youtube graphic design video editing uh thumbnail making not nothing and there were several people uh within this community that uh for i have to shout out uh, j dubs also known as the graphic god um he uh is a gentleman if you don't know his uh know him as a person but as a as a as a creator as an artist he is in my opinion second to none um he uh you know reached out to me after I reached out to him, he was very, very, uh, very understanding of how basic knowledge that I had, uh, you know, coming from a law enforcement background. We, yeah, we used computers, but that wasn't the the aspect of the game, so to speak. It was law enforcement. And I've been a gamer since 1978. So I've been, you know, since I held my first controller, which, of course, was the Atari 2600. Um, and, uh, you know, I was always a community police officer i I worked in community affairs i worked as a youth officer for almost my entire career so community has always been at the forefront of my career as a police officer in new york city and then i then transitioned all of that knowledge and enjoyment behind it into what built double barrel gaming 
And, um, you know, in the beginning, I used to do something called the community spotlight. And I think you have been part of that as well, uh, Guru, yeah. where I would uh, reach out to a particular YouTuber slash Twitter, uh, you know, community member and say, hey, listen, I want to I want to, you know, represent you or put you in the in the in the in the path of, of the spotlight. Just give me, you know, answer these questions. Give me a buy about yourself. And then usually at the end of every video, I would do it. Now, obviously, as the channel um, progressed and grew, it became a lot harder to do this because they're, they're, I like going in depth. And I like giving whoever I'm talking about the spotlight that they deserve. They're taking the opportunity to allow me to present them. So as a paraprofessional, it's my job to make sure that they are represented in the most positive way. And um, I, I, you know, I, I did that for quite some time. And as the channel grew, I kind of stepped away from that because it just the channel size, it didn't allow me the time to put into it. So that's why... When you were talking about how I have new people on, that's my way of continuing what built Double Barrel Gaming. Having people on, uh, because you know, whether you have no podcasting experience or three years worth, everyone is held to the same standard of respect and understanding. Exactly. And I think that you know, when you when you see my my particular show, uh, for instance, there, like for instance, so shady, who is a part of of um breakfast with boom um he he likes the way the show's format is because everyone has a voice yeah. and i think that's important to me as a producer to make sure that if you're going to um allow me to hold up your day for two hours on a show i have to be responsible as a show runner slash producer to make sure that when you're here you're not sitting there with your hands folded with your thumbs you're here to talk about gaming and your voice, regardless of, again, how, how, how big or small your channel is, is as important as mine or anyone else on the panel. So everyone is put on the same pedestal. And, and for me, that is super important because everybody's voice in this community matters. And I think that that has been lost in translation uh, depending on who you ask and who you, you listen to. Um, some of the, the smaller channels um, that I have a tremendous amount of love and respect for the channel, but the people associated with that channel are, are people like um, the Basement Radio Arcade podcast. Uh, Enrique and that entire crew, the, I consider them almost like an extension of my family. The same thing, for, of course, for the Iron Lords podcast. Uh, the, everyone on that panel, as you know, went with the. I went to them with uh, to E3 2019, uh, 2019, and we have a brothership. Uh, and uh, another, uh, not really small, but he's he's small, but he's kind of big, and that's Salty. The Saltiest Gaming Podcast is another group of gamers who I have such a high regard for because they're gamers. And they talk about gaming with passion and excitement. And I mean, those are just three particular smaller channels. And um, the, 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 the point of having new people on, the people of having new talent on is uh, I, I take that all the way back to a mooch. I, I, don't, I don't think he needs an introduction. Everyone knows who he is. He's the loudest voice on, on YouTube. Um, and uh, it was because of his understanding and generosity that I had... I have a platform now because um, 
I think I've told this story numerous times, and I will tell it again. Um, he, uh, I used to listen um, to everyone that I've worked with now. I would listen to their work as a fan. So to work with them has been an, a dream come true for me personally. But for, in regards to Mooch, I used to listen to MNC Mornings, and I used to listen to Crossfire as a fan and just one day out of the blue you know because everyone has a bucket list right everybody wants to go to an exotic you know locale everybody wants to you know go uh you know do something that they wouldn't normally do well being on a video game podcast has always been one of my checklists on I me mean, on my checklist that i wanted to kind of get that check so i reached out to mooch and i asked him i said listen mooch do you have fans on and he said yeah sure we do would you like to be on the show and there you go. That's it was that simple. And then I was back on the next week and back on the week after that. And then and, and then the fourth time he was like, Do you want to be a regular panel member? I'm getting good response to people like you. And that's how um I, you know, was on that show for quite some time. Um, I've recently left because, you know, I'm per, you know, I wanted uh, you know, on more more personal reasons, I want to give back those Friday nights to my wife, which you know, she's obviously uh, you know, the most important thing in my personal life. So, you know, that's why I left the show. Oh, yeah. And it's given me an opportunity to um, to expand my personal channel, which, of course, if you guys remember, I announced on Twitter a couple of weeks ago that uh, I'm going to finally run my own evening podcast yeah. Monday nights coming on uh, September 9th. Um, and, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's uh, it's called Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends, and I have a regular panel member, group group of panel member uh, gamers. Some are new, some you've never heard of before, and some are you know slightly veterans like myself. And you know it's going to be interesting because there's going to be big time guests because at the time, as opposed to my earlier shows that are that are um, in the morning, it's tough to get sometimes it's tough to get people to come on. So the night show should be easy, but. Yeah, and that's 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 double barrel gaming. I mean, I, I mean, I, I say this with with uh, with full respect to the listener. Uh, if you're looking for a particular channel that will criticize but use constructive criticism behind what I talk about, and also just have a, a passion and love uh, of gaming, if you're looking for that kind of 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 channel, you're going to find it on mine. Yeah, your your channel is fantastic. Uh, you put the. Thing about you, Boom, is that you put so much work and time and effort into into podcasting. It's clear you absolutely adore gaming, podcasting, and everything. And that's why I just got so much time and respect for you. I think you're a fantastic community member. I well, uh, I definitely appreciate that. Thank you. I'll, uh, just going to bounce over to Centurion. So Centurion, because um, you've you you've sort of been around a while, but it's, I think it's only recently you've just you just seem to just just come out and your 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 content's fantastic you just you oh, i get sort of a lot of stick for um antagonizing a certain fan base but really what i don't know <laughs> really what it's about is that i just like to post the facts and logic and all i do is just call out mistakes and correct errors that's all i do but the thing i love about your site um, centurion is that you just say how it is and say the facts um so what's got you into youtube in centurion well, the person that was the main motivating factor about me getting into YouTube is actually here in the chat with us. That was Boomstick. Um, yep. I uh, had listened to podcasting and was in the gaming community for probably, I think, uh, a year before the, uh, the Xbox One X uh, came out. 
And the funny part is I actually did start with listening to Colt Eastwood and then I found Mooch and Crap. And as a result of Crossfire Podcast, I got exposed to Boomstick and I listened to it for the longest time. I even remember, I have the memories of when uh, Mr. Boomstick came out and said that he actually started a YouTube channel and I had been, I tuned in as soon as I heard that. And uh, to obviously, I'm a welder by trade slash uh, parts manager. I do inventory control and I weld in my personal life. And uh, to hear Boomstick talk about how he was a police officer and totally chose to do something different. Um, I've always been a little computer savvy, though. I love computers. I always mess around with them. I sometimes go on the computer and actually teach myself to code and stuff like that. Yeah. So I hear that motivation that Boomstick was putting out on, like, you know, just jump in head first, give it a shot. And I decided to do that. And the funny part is I still remember it was actually on my birthday, February of this year. Of when I officially got into YouTube, I actually gave Boomstick a set of codes to uh, give out. It was a yes. code. It was a one month of Game Pass and a month of EA Access, so that way people could play Crackdown Three and Anthem. And uh, so I still remember that. And uh, I've been kind of, I want to say, going strong since then. Your um, videos yeah. are fantastic. I want you I know. to know that when you do them, they are very informative. Like I've actually learned pointers from listening to your stuff. I, I mean, you can. What I love about your stuff, Centurion, is that, like, uh, like uh, Elite Guru Gaming was saying, is that it's honest, it's yeah. pure, it has passion behind it. That's something to really be proud of. Well, that's what I was going to say. You did, you know, because when I first just started watching your uh, videos. It's just like you've been doing this for years. Your yes, he really does have quality. a sense of a yeah. veteranship for sure. Exactly, and I'm like, I, I suppose I can speak for Boom like We're sort of old dogs, so like <laughs> this is all a new learning curve for me. I mean, Mass Mayhem and, and From uh, have really just carried the site so far because I don't have a clue about programming or WordPress or anything. So they've been doing loads of work and loads of respect to them two guys. I've, I it just goes overhead and loads of respect to you, Boom, for like, getting to learn it all. But Centurion, you just seems it just seems to just your your things so, so, such good. It quality. seems like a natural. I think I could say yeah. that with with full. Uh... I appreciate hearing that. I try to be as factual as possible. Like I am an Xbox fan, but I'm a multi console owner. I have yep. a Nintendo Switch. I even have an a Wii U sitting right here. I won't get rid of that thing because it's backwards compatibility with the GameCube and everything is all I need. Yep. Um, so, um, I have two X's here in the house. I have a PS4 pro. Um, I enjoy gaming. Uh, I can't get enough of it. I wish I had more time to game. Uh, but if you watch some of my first videos, I will say it right there. You could see how I was new, especially my first video. I was scared of the damn microphone, uh, <laughs> but, uh, what happened was, is I wanted to learn quicker than just watching YouTube videos and stuff. And I didn't have access to the people in the community like boomstick did. And I will give credit. Um, I noticed Dealer had a, a level on his Patreon where you could actually, you know, get him to help you understand YouTube and the ins and outs of being a content creator. So I was like, you know what? Why not? Um, I got onto that Patreon level. I got to meet Dealer Gaming. Um, I've even got to meet almost all the members of his cast. They're a really amazing group of guys. And Dealer really showed me how to. Uh, get better stuff. He even helped me uh, find the computer I'm working on now. Um, he definitely gave me a lot of pointers. Um, so I will definitely, he even said it himself. I'm a natural, but obviously I needed to be guided purely because at that point I felt like I was just stumbling around blindly. But uh, yeah. definitely I, 
I definitely enjoy giving the facts. Um, <laughs> I even think sometimes calling out the facts is what gets me in trouble. Um, because again, I don't hate PlayStation. I love PlayStation, but I'm kind of wondering my PlayStation was actually hacked three days ago. Uh, because yeah. I was telling everybody that, you know, with PlayStation, you got to be careful because you can get hacked, this, that, and the other. And amazingly enough, because of my, the way I feel about PlayStation and their security, they actually got away with nothing. It literally, they had control of my PlayStation for 12 hours. It cost me no money other than a 30 minute phone call with PlayStation support. Wow. Uh, so, so on that, uh, so custom support for PlayStation in general, is it good? Cause I used to hear, hear a lot of bad sort of press about it. Uh, you could, the, I want to say the gentleman I got on the phone with was actually rather nice. I have dealt with the bad side of PlayStation support. I really have. The gentleman I got was helpful. Um, he really wanted to help out, you could tell. But he had to also play by their rules. And he had me looking for stuff in my email that was months old. And, you know, emails will clean themselves out on their own. And I'm like, yep. so you're – luckily I found one – receipt from a game that my wife just recently purchased uh to give him the actual proper information that he needed to prove that the account was mine uh because uh the person that took over the account from the way it looked was definitely like somewhere in saudi arabia or something like that which totally you know he's like yeah like now that your account's put out of this country there, there could be some issues if you can't provide me with the proper information but luckily i had a receipt to prove that I was who I was and all that other good stuff. It wasn't as I'll tell you when I called them, I wasn't looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, Cause as I said, this is a, a gaming uh, site basically. So, and we want to be as factual and informative as possible. And I, I'm just always curious why the media never covered the whole hacking system or even Sony didn't really say much or announce the issue or any problems or anything. It was just sort of, swept under the carpet um because I, I don't know how big or the whole issue was obviously i've heard you've had problems with it and i heard someone else had issues with it but how big was the overall problems anyone know how i mean you know i mean their 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 security has is unfortunately uh, you know I, we we know what happened with the playstation 3 right the the hack broke it uh, brought the whole the whole thing down for almost i think it was two months it was ridiculous yeah. Yeah, the welcome um, back program. Yeah, yeah, and unfortunately, and, and Sony, got sued for that. Sony got sued massively for that. Yeah, they did, and and rightfully so. You know, the the problem is this. You know, Sony does a lot of things right. Uh, this yeah. generation is a perfect example of that. Their um, their first party games are have not. I mean, wh listen, whether you like them or you don't, I hear you. I happen to really enjoy them because, of course, like Guru was saying, we're old dogs, yeah. and you know, old dogs. They don't necessarily learn new tricks, and they like what they like, right? You know, they're going to know on that bone, uh, even if it's old as hell. And for me, I am an old school gamer who appreciates the, I guess it's it's considered nowadays the selfish single player mentality. Now, I like multiplayer. I like playing mostly with my brother Neo Mental of Twitter, and a few of our friends that we get down. We play, you know, Destiny. We play the Division, Division Two. Um, but for me. Being an older 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 gamer, I like story, and um, it's something that Sony has done very well this generation. Uh, and of course, their marketing is uh, is 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 basically filled with magicians because they know they have a knack for being very aggressive 
with their marketing and um, making the, the, the casual gamer actually believe that it's an exclusive to said uh, PlayStation 4. And, you know, that that's, you know, the, like I said, the, you can't, the, it is what it is, so to speak, with that. But in regards to their security protocols and procedures for their hardware, I, I got to be honest with you, it almost seems, and it has been, I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm exaggerating here, almost like a, like a, a second thought, like a, a, almost unimportant to their business. And the fact that in 2019, Centurion should have someone from Saudi Arabia, Arabia hack his system. And if he can't find an email, he's, uh, you know, pardon my French, shit out of luck because it's out of country is frightening uh, yeah. and, and, and should cause many, many gamers within any community to have, especially if you're in the PlayStation community, severely alarmed. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. I have seen tremendous amounts of damage controlling, and I think that that is not the right message that you tell Sony. You tell Sony, no, I am pissed. Someone hacked my account or hacked my friend's account. I can't play with them, and this is a tremendous inconvenience. I want better. The same way that they've turned it around and they've complained about how poor Microsoft's first party has been, and it has been, but they are, of course, correcting. So why is it okay to tell Microsoft to do better? And when you do, and, and, and when you say, yeah, I am telling them to do better, but I'm willing to wait, you're considered a fanboy. And, and on a PlayStation side, um, you, if you, if you speak out against Sony, even if you're a supporter of the brand like myself, you're immediately just called an Xbox. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Because you, uh, you're, 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 you're um, talking negatively about the brand when there is an, a glaring issue, in my opinion. I don't know. You, go, what do you guys think about this? Well, I was just gonna say. What I think that what the most shocking thing is is I started off on console way back with things like the uh, Benetton and uh, Benetton is it and the Atari console. Then I moved on to PC, and then I was a PC gamer for a good ten years. And then what brought me back to console gaming and my first real console game was then the 360. Up until then, I'd mainly PC gamed. And the thing that pulled me off of PC was exactly that, was the, the, was the, the hacking on games, the, just, just the, um, the competition online was just people cheating, just they, they used to call them pokes. And it just, it just, um, it just ground on me, uh, grinded on me, and that was the beauty of console gaming that you could pass a, a monthly or yearly subscription, and all that goes away. You don't have to worry about being hacked. You don't have to worry about your games being messed up. You don't have to worry about cheaters, and that was to me the benefit of console gaming. Now that's what I'm concerned about with uh, Sony. What they're charging their subscribers a monthly fee, and you'd think for that your network should be secure. That's great. That's a great point. That's a fantastic point. And that's what's lost to me. Why the fan base are not saying, hold up, wait a minute, we're paying you monthly for this. Just like you, if you was on PC and you can buy, you know, your Nortons and et cetera, and that protects your system. You're doing that for Sony. And I'm not, I'm, sure, I'm surprised there is no outcry at Sony because, you know, this is the second generation of the chop now. We're in 2019. You're still being hacked. I just, I, it blows my mind that the media and this wasn't such a big, it was just, what it blows my mind that a Gears Five tech test was a bigger <laughs> issue than Sony being hacked. That that's what blew my mind completely. I don't know what Centurion's take on it always. Uh <clears throat> well, you see, like 
this is the way I look at it. Yeah. You know what? I didn't have two-step authentication put on for both my PlayStation and Xbox. It's there now. Yeah. Um, but to point out the major differences in security, when I originally got hacked, the only emails I got were, hey, your password's been changed. Hey, your online ID has been changed. That was like the major like bombshell when I opened my email. When I called the guy the next morning because they were closed, that's why they had it for like 12 hours or so is because I couldn't call nobody. Meanwhile, at Xbox, if no one's at the phone department, there's always text chat. And I've had somebody fix a problem at midnight on text chat with Xbox. So there's always somebody there to help you with Xbox. Um, yeah. yeah, that's <clears> but, And yeah. And so um, I called a gentleman and as he's helping me fix things, He's sending me these emails that I should have gotten in the first place. Hey, click here to reset your password. Hey, click here to reset your online ID. I know those emails were never there in the first place. And I even asked him about that. I was like, so how come these emails never came to me in the first place? He's like, I don't know. So how did I get hacked? Oh, you had to let your password get out. I'm like, yeah, because I'm just advertising my passwords. No problem. Yeah. That, that's confusing. Um, you know, and there's just definitely some weird stuff about how it went down. I never got one notifying email that things were being changed. I only got the emails that let me know that it was changed, which was basically, it was after the fact. Yeah. The interesting, now here's the big reveal for everybody. The individual that got onto my PlayStation used the same information that he discovered on my PlayStation and tried to get onto my Xbox this next oh, day. Really? Yeah. He tried to get onto my Xbox. I was actually at work. My phone went off at work. I didn't even have two-step authentication set up yet. My phone went off from Microsoft. And they basically told me that my account was locked down because of unusual activity. And that's when I found out it was from Saudi Arabia, actually, was because they sent me the device that was being used, its IP address. So, yes, I have my hacker's IP address. I will not put it out there. I talked to a few people about that. I'll just keep it to myself. But yeah, I have his IP address and his location, which was Saudi Arabia. You should give that to the feds. To the feds, I'd find right. that. That's what right. I would do. If yeah. somebody like that asked me for it, but I'm doing a YouTube video on this whole situation, and his IP address will be blurred out. You won't see his IP address. But if somebody from any kind of law enforcement or regulations, whether it's PlayStation or Xbox, was to ask me for it, I would gladly give it to him. Um, so at any rate, Microsoft locked my account down with all without even having two-step authentication put on. Um, and they basically told me that my account was to remain locked until I, I contacted them, which I did. I clicked the button that said it wasn't me. And as soon as I clicked that button, it put me in this whole thing where I had to change my password right then and there and also turn on two-step authentication right then and there. In other words, they wouldn't turn my account back on until I did it. That's great. And That's great. And that basically just shows you like how much of a difference there is between the Sony security and the Microsoft security. They were both on the same level. Yeah, I'm the dumbass that didn't have his two-step authentication set up. But the point is Microsoft knew something was funny, and so they stopped it. Meanwhile, PlayStation just completely, oh, yeah, come on inside. Have fun. Make yourself at home. Move the furniture around. Make a sandwich. You know, do just, whatever just you want to do. A bank does the same. If a bank recognizes unusual activity on your bank account, they shut it down and then contact you. Yeah. That's what and mine, anyway. yeah. So that basically shows you the difference in security right there, that he tried the same tactic on Xbox and it didn't work. Do you know what this means, guys? 
One of you to do a YouTube video covering this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm building it. Trust yeah. me, I'm building it. I'm even going to show people the emails and all that stuff so they yeah. can know what the, the pros and cons of, of, of what you're paying for with Sony, you know, and what you're paying for with Xbox, basically. Yeah, and I, like I said, I'm if anybody's here or the guy that did it, I'm not dissing PlayStation. No. It's just the facts of the matter that yeah, this is how it went down. Yeah. So moving on, I'll just as you mentioned it. Uh, Boom. I want to touch on um, E3 and your experience. How was it? Was it the best uh, show ever? Well, you know, here's the thing. Uh, obviously, the only reason why I was able to get to E3, and I might have told this story, and I, I just I have to give the proper credit where the credit is due. Uh, this was due all in part to the unbelievable understanding of, of, of the entire Iron Lords podcast. Uh, because these gentlemen have gone numerous times, and uh, I had I had mentioned I had made mention of them uh, of of wanting to go to E three as a bucket list kind of a thing because E three if you're if if you're not aware is is an expensive venture it is in yeah, fact yeah. a vacation people have to understand that um, the flight could be anywhere between depending on when you book it anywhere between three and seven hundred dollars especially if you're coming from new york uh, i happen yeah. to book it on january 1st of this year so with insurance i wound up paying like 342 round trip uh both ways no stops uh new york to cali cali back to new york so it was pretty good uh and then of course you have to put money away for where you're staying where we happen to be staying was we uh, was called the compound and it was a basically a mini mansion it was uh it was in it was in a, a, about an hour and fifteen away from uh, downtown LA in a residential part of California, and uh, it was a massive place. It was a, a you know a bed and breakfast kind of a place, a B and B so to speak, yeah. and uh, it was it was g gorgeous. But of course, you know it was seven seven hundred and change per person to stay there for a week. Now that is actually not bad when you're trying to get a hotel during E3 because you're paying one hundred and twenty five for some crappy room where this was a house where it had multiple kitchens, multiple rooms. Everyone had their own room, their own AC, their own big TV. So it was, it was a much better experience. And then of so, course, sorry, so, sorry. So did you know everyone else in the house then? Uh, no, I, I actually was meeting everyone. I, I've worked with the Iron Laws. I've never met them in person. Oh, okay. So everyone that was there, I was meeting for the first time and they were meeting me for the first time. Um, yeah. And it wind up being uh, just an, an absolutely incredible experience. Uh, so the you know they also got to have money to spend. You know there's there's food, there's traveling. If you if you don't rent a car, it's it's Uber everywhere. You know what yeah. I'm saying. And yeah. so there is a bit of a cost to that. But in regards to the show itself, um, LA is massive, and there's a um, there is a physical toll that people don't talk about. That comes with going to E3, uh, especially now I'm going to say this. Um, if you are going as a fan, it's probably going to be the most incredible experience. If you're a diehard gamer, you've ever had um, going there as a showrunner slash producer who is uh, who has promised his channel base or his fan base for his channel significant coverage. There is. Um, a, a, a tremendous amount of pressure that comes with it because, you know, you're there. So, you know, you have to, um, the, the, the audience that's going to tune into your, to your channel has to live through your eyes. So you have to be able to tell 
what's going on. You have to be able to produce a, you know, like a lot of content in a very short amount of time. So there's that pressure of trying to get to everything. And there's the physical toll as well as the financial responsibility for being there. Um, I loved it. And I, I'm really looking, going, uh, look, looking forward to going back. But I'm going to, um, you know, bring different cameras, uh, bring certainly put away a little bit more money so I'm not as uh, as uh, cash strapped, you know, that you're not want, you know, worrying about spend, you know, buying them because I didn't buy anything for myself there. You know, a lot of people go out and they buy, you know, they go to the merch shops and there's tons of them there and they have some really cool stuff. But, you know, you, you have to, you know, you have to be frugal, especially if you're a retired dude like me. It's only one salary per month. So you have to learn to, you know, to, to you know, to work with the money that you got but and we, and we, oh, hold on just like the fire engines are going by oh that's because the <laughs> they show is so hot <laughs> yeah that's right it's that show the show's on fire but in regards to the show it is it is a spectacle unlike anything you i highly recommend trying to experience uh e3 at least once in your life especially like i said there there are gamers right there are casual gamers there are gamers and there are the hardcore the die hard gamers which i think everybody on this panel is everyone that's in the in the chat is everyone that tunes into our channels are and um it is it is our disneyland so to speak but with video games because it's a very big spectacle but yeah. the the only thing that comes with that is that there are weight lines like that are unbelievable you want to play the new game you you have to be very specific on what you as a person want to see um because the lines are usually two hour waits so if you get yeah, to e3 wow. and you're there for eight hours you may only see four games i know that sounds ridiculous but that is in fact how it goes can you get some sort of super passing like you do at the amusement uh, <laughs> you know what i actually I, I as far as i know the only super pass that you could possibly get is if you are a part of the press which in some instances because of the channel and because i applied to these companies some gave me press credentials i was able to get into the ea play event that was off-site of e3 and i actually was able to pick a time when i was able to see um you know the game with people from the press as a matter of fact i think it was who was who was who was there from ign i was in the same line as him uh, Dustin Legary happened to be in the same line as me. And I don't, like I said, I, I don't have a love or hate for that dude. I just, I don't like e, uh, IGN at all. Um, so I, the <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, well, they, we know what they, what they're all about. And, and, but I was in the same line as him. Now, again, I'm, I'm a nobody. I just have a YouTube channel with 2,600 subs and he is a prominent um, journalist within a, a mega corporation like IGN. But with that said, I was still in the same line as him. So while he was waiting uh, to see Star Wars, the Fallen, uh, the, the, the uh, Jedi, the Fallen Order, I was in the same line as him. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, if you can get into these events with press credentials, there is still a bit of a wait, but it's not the same wait, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Um, so Centurion. How about you? Uh, I don't know about your positions in your country because I mean, America is a massive place. So, is there any opportunity for you ever making a E3? Because E3 is oh. always usually held in America, aren't they? Unfortunately, so I'm never going to get to see one. Actually, E3 is held in the same location is 
supposedly held in the same location almost every year in LA. Oh, was it? Oh, oh yeah. Um, oh, other wow. than uh, Microsoft and them, like uh, companies are trying to change it up a little bit. They're still in yeah. LA, but they're not in the the actual EA Convention Center because, uh, from what I've read from a couple journalists and other people, the EA. I mean, not the EA, the e, the the convention center that E3 is held at is actually kind of dated, which is kind of why Microsoft has their event, their actual stage time at the Microsoft Theater, because it's more equipped. There's 4K cameras. The lighting is better. Um, anyways, um, I have an advantage over most people. Um, I live here in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm about a three hour drive from yeah, this wow. uh, event. And I have talked to a few people, at least in my mind, this is probably the way it would go, is we probably rent a minivan or something yeah. like that. We all pitch in to rent a minivan or something like that and drive down there. Well, uh, probably, the van, Yeah, basically try to, you know, all pitch in and get like what Boom did, you know, get a nice, a nice place to stay that's not, not going to be a up. crowded hotel room. And yeah, yeah, but I do want to check it out. It's definitely on my bucket list. Um, I definitely want to at least go to one, if not multiple. And uh, yeah. obviously, that's going to be like an honor for Boom to kind of be considered to have the same the same credentials as somebody from IGN, at least, man. You know, it just shows how much how further, you know, how far you've come. Yeah. You know, I could only I could only hope to freaking have somebody be like, oh, yeah, get in line with the press guys. Well, we, I, I, dude, I don't know if it was luck of the draw, stupid luck, blind luck, whatever you want to call it. But I apply thanks to the guidance, of course, of the Iron Lords. And they got in, I got in, and we were able to. I didn't get a chance to interview anyone. I suppose I could have pushed the envelope and might have spoken to one of the developers, but um, I just, I just, you know, put my impressions uh, and did a couple of videos, and uh, it, it seemed to have worked out. But it's, it's, it's definitely interesting if you're looking to build a, um, you know, like an uh, an online presence via YouTube. Uh, getting to one of these big events, and it doesn't necessarily have to be just E3. Uh, the Iron Lords uh, have—they've covered numerous events. Um, uh, for me, like you know, I, for me, it would be just that because there's—that's where that's the mecca, so to speak. But yeah. you don't have to—you you can cover other areas, you know, other events that other people aren't going to. See, that's the thing—it's the accessibility that people are going to tune into your channel for. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. I, I definitely want to check it out. I I've seen like man your videos made me want to go even more and you definitely had lady luck on your side or something man I was so excited when all of a sudden you put it out that you got into the Microsoft press conference because of just something that was completely out of your control and yeah that's like, uh, that's yeah, awesome yeah you know that how that transpired is uh due to the absolutely ridiculous and outstanding generosity of someone from this community that everyone should uh should follow on twitter a gotham guy he is a big supporter of many of the channels that i still listen to along with being a, a fan of of my work which is just humbling and um he uh he had originally offered me he had gotten in and he had offered me his plus one i just didn't see it in time so i wound up missing it uh, and then uh, the, as I was there at E3, right, I'm already flown in, we're, 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 we're checked in. Uh, he reaches out to me uh, via DM and he says, hey, boom, my plus one hurt his shoulder in the gym, so he can't come. Do you want to do one in? And I'm like, oh, my God, of course. And, and, and big, a big shout out to um, the FanFest team 
they were amazing. Um, he got he they they asked for my information, my email address, all my information, and within an hour, I had the congratulations. You won uh you won a, a you know a, a pass. So I was able to get in thanks to Gotham Guy's generosity. And, I, and I'm going to tell you this right now. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of 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 flag flying animosity between the brands and on social media, right? Uh, Sony hates Microsoft. Microsoft hates Sony. Nintendo hates everyone. And it's and I'm going to tell you this. Uh, Microsoft ha- showed me something that you've I've only ever read about and only seen in videos, but to experience the generosity and the accessibility that you have at Xbox Fan Fest, they treat everyone that gets a ticket like a complete rock star. It is it is an experience that talking about it right now with you on the air has given me goosebumps, literally from the head from my head all the way down to my toes. That's how much of an experience. The accessibility, the amount of Microsoft executives that I took pictures with, shook hands, and had a, a, a chance to talk with has never been seen before in gaming. I, I don't think Microsoft gets enough credit for how it, uh, how incredible their employees treat the fans. They, they, you know, all you hear is, "Well, their first party sucks," and they're and everything else sucks. That's all you hear. But you know, you know, again, Phil Spencer, who I absolutely I love him as a human being, but so much respect him. Uh, I have so much respect for him because of the person that he continues to be. That good guy um, mantra that he holds so dear is why I gravitate towards him because I'm like Phil Spencer in a way where I don't hate on someone for having success. Uh, and, and I'm always willing to help someone. That's that's Phil Spencer, and that's why I enjoy it. But my, my God, guys, th- that was an experience that we, we can spend two hours just talking about it. Now, I'm on the same level as uh, I like Phil Spencer for his mentality. You know, um, I always compare it to, you know, Phil Spencer is Phil Spencer. He's not Vince McMahon of the wrestling industry trying to choke the life out of everybody. Great. You know? great, and, great analogy. And, and the thing is, if you kind of read the articles that come out of the wrestling industry as a result of how Vince McMahon is, you could kind of see like there's disgruntlement and everything else. You don't hear that out of Microsoft, which is kind of like what I pointed out on uh, PTK's show last night. You know, that could be another reason why they're getting all these great names. Yes, at the that's a great point. Because, great you know, point. I remember watching the Giant Bomb interview and they asked Phil Spencer about you know, developer crunch and developer unionization and stuff. And he's like, that's just not on my radar. And they kind of were thrown off by his answer. They're like, so you don't believe that developers are crunching? He's like, we don't have those problems at Microsoft. We have a very open door policy. It's an open form. If you want to air your grievances as say, and he's like, they're not even grievances. They're just people saying, hey, can we do this differently? Or, you know, we can do that differently. He's like, you know, we, we have a very open form. And so we're not this company that basically is just trying to dictate to you on how to do your job. You know, we want to make sure there's a healthy life work, you know, uh, personal life and work life balance. And, uh, also point out, I'm also like, like watching your stuff on, uh, E3, man, it's going to be two bucket lists for me. One going to E3 and finally being able to go to a rooftop party. <laughs> I want to see everybody on the rooftops and stuff. You're like, man, only in California. Out here, people be cooking. But uh, yeah, 
freaking right. that rooftop. Let me tell you something. Yeah. I went up there. I enjoyed myself, but I didn't order anything. A drink was eighteen fifty. Okay, oh so yeah, okay. So I, I someone was nice enough. Someone was like, "Hey, boom, you want a drink?" I'm like, "I'll take a ginger ale." Six fifty, man, for a glass that was the size of a shot glass. It was, it was, it's ridiculous. But just to finish off, we all like talking about Developer Crunch and how Microsoft is actually a great company to work for. Um, let's look at the game industry as a whole. Can you name one other industry other than the movie industry where the people creating these products are treated like rock stars? Yeah. You know, like you, oh, you're not. No. You, you don't see people going to these automotive shows completely crowding the guy who owns Ford screaming, oh, my God, it's the guy who owns Ford or another car brand. But <laughs> the minute you get Phil Spencer in a room or Larry Herb or any of these other guys, even the guys from Sony and Nintendo, they have this fan base that gravitates around them. And it's one of the few industries that actually allows that to happen. And it's really awesome that Microsoft embraces their fans because – you know, let's face it, you know, the other two brands are overseas, so they're not here or as as prevalent as the Microsoft can be. So I, I really like it when I hear about how everybody is just wanting to meet the people that they entertain. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Um, anything more to say on that? Then boom. No, no, actually, I, um, I, I actually don't. So if not, I'll push on with... Are we all ready for the quiz? I think we should sure. touch on the quiz now. Are you ready for this? Now, what we're going to do is we're going to run a I'm going to run a quiz on the podcast, and then the results are going to go up onto our website. So you can go on there and you can see everyone who takes part in the podcast in positioning. So it's going to be like a league. If you guys ever watch sort of Top Gear, and they have the um, was it simple car thing, you drive around and you just have a league position of people. You know, you see that. Yeah, I've so, seen it. Yes. That, yeah, but it's going to be like that. But I'm going to now. What I'm going to do now. Is that you guys can team up. So basically, you're a team now, boys. And your goal is to get as many questions correct, yeah, as possible, and then be the first onto our leaderboard. And then the next guests I'll get on, they're going to do the same and see if they can better your score. And then in the year's time, the winners will get an award. So um, are you ready for this? Sure. The, the, all the questions are going to be game-related. So it's not just going to be random questions like, what's my middle name and things like that. <laughs> it's going to all be game-related. <laughs> What is the so, equation right. for pi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna start the clock after I've asked the first question. Okay. Okay. So um, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna give you a minute to answer as many questions as possible. Is that are you, are you ready for this? Yeah, sure. Go right ahead. Um, if you're not sure of a question, just say pass. Okay. Just want to move on. Right. So for, here we go. Ready? First question is, what does the acronym SIE stand for with regards to PlayStation? Uh, SIE, Sony uh, Incorporated Entertainment. Eat wrong. Right. What is Matt Booty, Booty's official title at Xbox? Oh, my he, gosh. Yeah, Matt Booty, I believe he's the head of X, uh, Xbox uh, Game Studios. Oh, no. Uh, how many YouTube subs does Boom have? As is his moment. All right, for the last time I, che last time I checked was 2691. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Name five, at least five members of the RDX podcast. 
Oh my God! There's Dealer Gaming, D Badge, Colt Eastwood, Zocker, uh, Grounded Gamer, aka Fonzarelli. Yeah. What does Luca have as a header uh, on her Twitter pick profile? Yeah, she uh, she has a, a. I think it's a rat. Nope. Right, Maric. Uh, at this moment, what is the highest selling Switch game? And for a bonus point, how many did it sell? Oh, so I'm, I'm going for two minutes. It's not one minute. Super Mario Maker or whatever it is. Is that your funnel? I'm gonna. Ha- I, I don't think it's Super Mario. You're talking about for the Switch? Yeah, high selling. Yeah, I, I, I'm okay. gonna probably say that it has to be Zelda, and I think oh, it's you're probably, right, probably around uh, 12 that million copies. That's incorrect. Uh, name five first-party Sony studios. Five. First-party oh. Sony studios. Uh, PlayStation Studios. Name five first-party PlayStation. Oh, Naughty studios. Dog is one. Uh, Guerrilla Games is another. The Sony, uh, oh my god, I was talking about them last night. Sony Santa Monica, right? Sony Santa Monica, there's uh, oh my god, that's <laughs> you say pass, you move on if you're not sure. Yeah, pass. Uh, who won best fighting game at the 2018 Game of the Years for fighting game? Um, Soul Calibur 6. I don't nope. know, didn't Super Smash Bros come out last year or was it this year? It wasn't, uh, and I'll give you one last question. What famous director will feature in the game Death Stranding? Hiro Kojima. No, director. Uh, oh, Gergelmo. Gergelmo. Who? Gergelmo is, uh, is, you said, a famous director. Yeah. Go on, I'll yeah. give you that. Yeah, there we go. Done. Right, and I'll put your scores into the league. You'll be the first scores to go up on the league in the, on the website. I wasn't a good team member. Yeah. <laughs> It's all fun and games. It is all fun. It's all a bit of fun. And talking of fun and games, I, what I want to do now is I want to get your... Do you ever heard of Room 101? What it is okay. is basically any any pet hates you got sort of in the world, I just want you to tell me what they are now. See, personally, one of my pet's pet hates is uh, silly, stupid songs. I'll give you an example. Kai Simon's You're So Vain, where she basically talks about a guy... Saying he thinks his song's about him, but it's not. But clearly the song is. But and the, for some reason that song really grinds on me. And that's my one of my one oh ones. Look, I hate that song so much. Just because clearly the song is about the guy, even though she sings it's not about the guy. What is your one oh ones? What thing what pet hate do you have in the world that you could just throw away and just delete from existence? Hmm. Um, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you know, with, with me personally, I, I, I do, I mean, I guess if I, if I had to say that I hate it or, or dislike something that I would like to see going away, it would be how, how people treat each other on social media because they're, they're what I like to consider keyboard cowboys or cowgirls. Uh, there, there's no respect for one another and there is a, there's a lack of understanding uh, w- with just u- human beings as a whole. I-, I think that what what's frustrating is when two people don't agree on something in this generation uh, it- it is uh, and it's a, it's the younger generation. I, I guess maybe it-, it can go back to the the participation trophy era that I like to consider this generation to just because they uh, they don't agree with them, they feel that they could be nasty or um, you know, be, uh, revert to name callings as if, as if they were five year old, five year olds uh, in, in the school ground. And I, I mean, 
that that's probably if I if I had one pet peeve, that would be definitely it. That there's no there's a lack of understanding, uh, because and I think that it's, something's got lost in translation. That just because two people disagree, they immediately have to go at it with each other, and I, that is far from the truth. Yeah, exactly. Um, Centurion, go on. What's your what's your pet peeve? It could be anything. It must be something. Uh, right wrong. now at this very moment. Man, I feel like Boomstick kind of hit the nail on the head right now. I just, I do like, cause, uh, you know, I will be agree when I encounter some of the people that I do on Twitter and other social media sites and also in the comments on YouTube, you know, when I meet the people that are really genuine and nice and know how to be respectful, even if they don't agree with my opinion, it, it gives me hope for the human race, as I would say it. Because, yeah, when you're on there, you watch a lot of people just say some really nasty things. And I can handle people not agreeing or wanting to have a good debate about something without name calling or stuff like that. But I didn't realize how toxic it could be until I'm not going to mention this guy's name. He needs to have his Twitter account completely taken away from him. But, you know, when I saw the image of him tearing down a, a handicapped individual playing on an adaptive controller and his title basically put out that, you know, Xbox fans are, and Phil Spencer are just as retarded as this. And That's I'm, and, and, I, and, and the guy's done it twice. That's the funny part. They took his account away and he did it again, yeah. just using a different image of somebody and that's where I'm just like, this dude needs to have his Twitter account completely banned. They need to ban him completely from Twitter. And every time he creates an account, they just need to shut it down. Because at that point, you're being inhuman. You know? Oh, my God. Absolutely. Great point. Great point. Yeah. That, that's the only thing. Like, I can handle people having a debate, you know, you, you know, sometimes even playfully calling each other out. But to completely tear down somebody, and especially if they have a handicap, you're just becoming inhuman at that point, and it's just disgusting. I agree. And that, yeah, that's why I try to tell people we all need to game united, you yeah. know, not divided, game united. Well, that's the thing that shocks me the most on Twitter is there's there's actual accounts that have of things like I mean, how can you hate a brand that I mean, it's a brand so much. That you actually go to the effort to because you have to make an email account, then you have to make an account just to make to like there is accounts that is is like Phil has cancer and they have a picture of Phil with no hair and stuff like that and just stuff like that. I just yeah, that's another account that's been banned numerous times. It's yeah. it's it's, it's gross. You know what? Listen, well, I'm gonna to say go this. To that much effort. Yeah, you have to be a real person with massive issues. To exactly. think that that is acceptable behavior, and and I and again I hate to say this, the problem with social media is that there there are no age restrictions. So if you're a 13 year old jackass, yeah, and you want to, and I actually don't necessarily think it is the, the kids. The, the kids are bu busy playing Fortnite. They can give a shit about what's going on between Xbox and and PlayStation. They don't they don't care. We're talking about like the 16, 17, 18, 19, even 20 year olds that are still stuck in the school schoolyard age that are, are making these accounts. And I, listen, if that's if that's what you find fun, I feel very sorry for you as a human being. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just, it's just I think it's just getting too much now. It's gone too far. I've never I've never recalled 
this in my whole gaming life as a bad as I said, as I said I come from PC gaming where I sort of hate just playing online I thought come to console it'd be good and during the 360 time I don't remember any of this maybe I was just completely oblivious to it all but then coming into this generation it just just hit me like a wall it was just hate everywhere and even my channel my channels there's just it's just gameplay but I just get people come onto it saying the Xbox sucks and the Xbox crap and it's not even sort of it's just gameplay it's me playing a game and it's just there's so much hate on it it's just random and weird and I, I, i've never seen so much hate at all on just this generation just seems to be so and and it is i i i what i like it to is uh liking it to is like football where you've got your football hooligans now these these are not football fans they're just people that just go to matches to have fights and just kick off if their team was to close down, then they would very likely then just go to another team, support that, and just do exactly the same. I don't believe they're actual gamers. I think they're just in it just for the hate, and that's what they get off. And it's just it's just weird and a sad mentality. Yeah, well, you know what? They, they want to be a part of something, even if it's negative. Yeah. And it's very easy to be negative. It's very difficult to remain positive. I'm going to tell you that right now. As a content creator that has seeing people's channel again I'm, I'm not a hater i'm a congratulator and i help everybody i can uh, but it is disheartening and it is um uh, i i think it hurts the the industry the, the content creator industry where drama sells and builds channels as opposed to someone coming up on on the scene and using constructive criticism logic uh facts uh, you know, information and 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 running a positive channel, and and it and it, it is it is sad. It's very sad. Yeah, it is. So, um, right. So we're coming to the end of episode six podcast now. Um, before everyone goes, I want you to all thank Boom and Centurion. They're doing two fantastic, wonderful ho uh, hosts, um, guests. Um, guys, where can we find you? Well, I'll let Centurion go first. Go ahead there, brother. Well, for starters, there's no thanks necessary. The honor is all mine. I appreciate you guys inviting me to be here and letting me be a part of BG4G to begin with. So definitely thank you. Um, but you could find me on YouTube and Twitter at Centurion1307. And also um, I run a website called legionofgamer.com where you will find a page on there called Preferred Content Creators, where you will find links to all the fine gentlemen in this on this podcast and on BG4G. Um, there's even links for Boomstick as well. Um, I want to help people that, you know, really want to spread a positive message out yeah. as best I can. Um, and there's even more links on there than just the people here. So definitely, if you're looking to follow anybody, get into podcasting if this is your first podcast, or just really trying to find positive people, it's a good place to start. Brilliant. That's uh, th thank you, Centurion. Um, so I'm calling you Centurion. Do you like prefer I call you Centurion One Three Zero Seven? Oh, whatever, whatever works for you. I know staying the One Three Zero Seven at the end of it can sometimes <laughs> be difficult. Yeah. Um, and boom, come on. Where can we find? We know we know where we can find you, but just tell us anyway. Well, listen, I mean, look, I'm going to say this. First of all, if you want to find me on Twitter, if you want to talk on Twitter uh, or follow me, uh, I do a follow for a follow. I know a lot of people don't do that. I do that. Uh, I, I think it's 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 a polite way of being. Yeah. Um, and uh, at Mr. Boomstick XL, uh, my DM is open to everyone. 
Uh, I do accept uh, message requests if you can't get in, unless of course you are someone trying to sell something. I don't. I just. I just delete it. Um, you know, if you want to talk to me as a fan, then then it's, I, I accept everybody and we we, we talk. Uh, if you're interested in getting on to any of my show, any of of the live shows that I do, uh, and you're a first time podcaster, you want to kind of get your feet wet, or you're on your bucket list, reach out to me through a DM, and we'll you know as long as you have the proper mic. And you have the proper equipment where it doesn't sound like you're, you know, talking out of a tin can. You, you, I get you on. There's no, there's no, there's no requirements for it other than you wanting to talk about gaming. Um, and if you're chat look interested, he looks like he's up for it. Yes, yes, absolutely. And uh, that sounds that sounds awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, that's right. I, I just saw that. Yeah, listen, dude, hit me up in the DM at Mr. Boomstick XL. We'll talk uh, because you know, pr pr you know, promoting new talent. And giving people a voice is something that the channel was built on, so we can work on that. Um, and uh, if you're interested, I like I said, I don't, I don't demand anyone sub my channel. But I'm gonna tell you this: if you are, if you want, um, if you want a show, if you want shows in plural, that there's a significant amount of effort and work that goes into each and everyone that's ever worked with me know that my show notes are upwards of four thousand words per show. Um, and, uh, I, I spent a lot of nights past midnight writing to make sure that these shows are different and, uh, effective, uh, and, and they're positive. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't do the drama. I, I support all three consoles. If you're looking for a channel that, that respects your time as a, as a, as a viewer, look no further than double barrel gaming on, um, YouTube. I think, I think you're going to find something there that you like. And if you enjoy what I had to say today, it's pretty much what you're going to get on that channel. So thanks so much for having me, dude. It was great. I just want to say something, Lee. I can attest to what Boom is saying. I was DMing Boom long before I even got into YouTube, and he would always respond. And, you know, I just want to let you know, dude, you're a very awesome guy, and I appreciate the fact that you would actually respond to me. I know, dude. I was listen. That's my absolute pleasure. First of all, you have to. The way I like to look at it is, people um, are that taking the time to reach out to me. It's the respectful way to be is to is to is to talk to them back, and that this is my way of being. And like I said, it's that it's that that good guy mentality that we see so much uh, in Phil Spencer. You you get the same out of me. So thank you for that. That's very kind of you to say. Uh, that's uh, it's, as I said, it's always boom. It's fantastic to have you. We'll have you both on. You're both excellent, outstanding members of um, of the gaming community, not just Xbox, not just because we're, we're neutral here. We are neutral here, baby. And you're just great <laughs> members to have. Um, well, thank you all for watching. Remember, guys, everyone in chat that's still here, um, please check out the website. We do have links to both these guys' websites on the channel and information and stuff all about them. So please check that out, and then I'll get up the, the table, the league table, as soon as possible. But um, thank you all for watching. Thank you, uh, guests, again, and over and out. We're out of here. Take care, everybody. Thanks for coming. Later.